one of the things that I hate the most about career growth when it comes to how it's structured today in organizations is this idea that what was set up a long time ago about what a linear career growth is supposed to look like for a marketer, right? Like from individual marketer, contributor to director, to VP, to CMO. We can completely shake that up. It doesn't have to be that path. This is The Anonymous Marketer, a podcast where we tackle the biggest questions from the B2B marketing community. But instead of bringing on guests for a quick chat, every question comes from an anonymous source. These are the questions B2B marketers have but are afraid to ask. Let's start the conversation. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the very first episode of The Anonymous Marketer. I'm your host, Nick Bennett. Today, we're going to explore a few questions around career growth. I know, hot topic for everyone, especially in today's market. And I have a special guest with me. The lovely Karina Owens is here to help me out today. Hey, Karina. Nick, I am so thrilled to be your first guest. I am so thrilled that you are doing this. I've told you over and over again, this is genius. I can't wait to see how this takes off. Thank you for having me. Uh, I love that. And so to get us started, let, let me talk about how we got these questions. So the last two, the, the, the two questions that came today were from our website. And in order to submit a question for the show, you go to motionagency.io slash anonymous, and you'll see a form where you can submit your most pressing questions. Literally nothing is off the table. Happy to dive into anything. And the reason I grouped these questions together today is because they have to deal with career growth. I think it's such an important topic as marketers, as we both are, it's, it's you know, something that we all aspire to is, is career growth. And Karina, I knew you'd provide an interesting perspective on these questions. So that's why I wanted to have you. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, I can't wait to dive into these. They're so relevant uh, and timely, and I'm happy to be able to provide perspective here. All right. So let's jump into this first anonymous question. So a couple of things to keep in, mind with, uh, keep in mind with the anonymous source. This person that submitted the question, again, I don't know who it is, but they work in SaaS of a 500 to 1,000 person company, and they work on a marketing team of six to 10 people. So putting that out there, the question is, how can you find a mentor, especially when you don't live in a big city like San Francisco, New York, Boston? People are always stressing the importance of mentors, but fall silent when I ask for working examples beyond the area. So it's a, it's a loaded question, Karina. So how, yeah. do you, how do you feel about mentors since you're in a, a senior role at Gong? Right. Yeah, uh, it, this one really resonated with me because I think it's such a nebulous concept of what a mentor is. It's very individualistic. And so what I always tell people is be very intentional and direct with yourself first. Like, what are you looking to get out of said mentorship, um, whether you're mentoring or you're the mentee? And then be intentional about who you're seeking out for it. You know, even though I was surrounded by a lot of people that looked like me growing up in my career, I related to none of them. Um, they grew up in very successful environments. They had a lot of family connections. They went to, you know, certain quality uh, schools. And I just wasn't afforded that in life. So 
um, their mentorship wasn't going to be as impactful for me because the the real way we related to one another and the way we go about life is just not the same. So I did have to seek out. And a lot of that came from me just being very bold and finding people on LinkedIn that I followed and admired and asking for five to 10 minutes of their time. It can start small. I don't think you need to approach a mentorship with a full-fledged five, six-month plan. We're going to meet every day for 30 to nat- minutes to an hour. Here's the agenda items. Start small. Just really get to know the person that you believe is a good fit and see if there's mutual beneficial ways that you guys can both work together because I think that's the way that those work. They both have to be bought in, right? You have to be bought in that this is the person you want to mentor you and this is what you want them to mentor you on. And they have to be bought in and want to do that for you. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. And I think it's so interesting because I'm in a you know, I feel like I'm in a similar spot where like, uh, you know, I, I went to in uh, many people, I don't even think know this, but like I went to a community college right out of uh, high school because my GPA was absolutely terrible. I cared more about playing baseball than grades. And um, I was it was it was so interesting because my parents at the time were like, hey, you know, you'll, you'll never get to a four-year school. And um, they were like, even if you go to a four-year school, why waste your money? Because you're going to drop out after a quarter <laughs> or two. And I was just like, all right, cool. Um, so I went to a community college for two years. And then I went to a four-year school after that, just a state college, nothing crazy. Again, like I'm not, I don't have all these connections or all this money. Like my parents grew up like fairly poor and like, I grew up in like a bad side of town and um, I went to the state school again to play baseball and uh, I did a lot better there from like a grade perspective. But again, my my degree was sports management, so it was a little bit easier, but I didn't have like all these mentors and like my parents setting me up with like these people that I should be talking to. And when you fast forward to today, I, I feel like I'm so similar to you because like I tried to do this on my own for so long and I feel like Arthur Castillo has a good like he calls it like his like cabinet um his like trusted advisor cabinet and so he has like this group of people that like aren't mentors per se but they're people that he follows on LinkedIn and that like he has like just ad hoc meetings with it's just to talk about life and growth and like just a bunch of different things and I kind of like that and I was like you know what I was always afraid to ask people for time on LinkedIn because I was like, oh, why would a you know, VP of marketing or someone or CMO just talk to some random guy like me? But you'd be surprised at how many people, regardless where you live, you could live in a third world country mm-hmm. and LinkedIn connects us all. And if you just put it out there like, hey, I'd love to chat for 15, 20 minutes just to, to one, get to know you, see, you know, just see if you could help me out. Not say, like, say I want a mentorship per se, but just, again, coffee chats, get to know people, right? Exactly. I think you need to take, I think most people should take that perspective. Throw away that word altogether because it's just nebulous and implies a, a whole structure of things on both parties. So I love the cabinet of advisors that you turn to. I, I treat it exactly the same way. And I think that's much more fulfilling for me personally and much more realistic in today's day and age where people are just crazy busy and hectic. But yeah, you, you're right, Nick. You've just got to be bold and make the ask and what's the worst that can happen. Yeah, 100%. So let's talk about like what role have mentors played in your career growth so far? I mean, you've had such 
a fantastic career so far. I've been following. I feel like I've I've known you. Know, like I've met you a f- in person, just so people know. Um, but like, I feel like you've like had such a tremendous journey. And like, I'm curious, like, what role have mentors played in like your career growth? Yeah, and it's it's they were mentors without knowing they were mentors. Is the thing I uh, purposely kind of surrounded myself with people whether it was in my career in different business units, um, like, you know, if I found a kinship to somebody in finance, I feel like I can be a better, uh, more well-rounded individual in the business world if I had a little bit more experience in areas outside of just marketing, for example. So I would have people that I would lean on uh, for that. But then I also really develop heavily into my own, um, like, personal growth as a human. Um, so therapy has played like a huge role in how I think about how I show up in the world and how I show up with others. And I'm a big advocate of just giving back to the community. So there's a lot of mentors that I've had in my life that have shaped my career without them knowing it, without it being the structured program. Um, but I have to really, and this is what I tell, um, most everyone I speak to is that. You cannot make any assumptions that anybody's looking out for you, ever. Like, you have to look out for yourself and make that super intentional. Uh, so there was nobody in my career that said, hey, even if they may have felt it, even if they may have wanted it, nobody said, hey, we should put up Karina for that conference to speak on this topic. Or, hey, let's put Karina on this podcast. Still to this day, I am Karina's advocate. I am the one doing that. And I'm grateful for people like you, Nick, and other people in the community who um, – you know, do off of, uh, just come to me when would like me to do these things with them. But for a very long time, it is just a grind of being your biggest fan and your own biggest advocate. <laughs> Whether you believe it or not, that's what it takes to initially get you to where you want to be, where there are going to be other people around you who want to then support and lift you up and be that mentorship to you. Yes. It's, it's so funny that you mentioned that. Cause like, I feel like I'm my biggest fan as well. Like it's, it's so funny. Like my family, like still doesn't really know like what I do. And like, people are always like, Oh, like Thanksgiving is so awkward. Cause like you try to explain what B2B marketing is and like, no one actually understands. And like trying to talk to them about like career growth when like no one is in the same type of boat as you. It's like, you know, my mom is awesome. And like, she's worked for Raytheon for 44 years. It's her only job she's ever had. And she like, her career growth to me, like advice to me was, why have you had seven or eight jobs in the last like 10 or 11 years? She's like, she's like, you're going to look like a terrible candidate to people. And I'm like, come on, like, you can't like give me that advice. I was just like, I was like, where's the lifting me up aspect of it? But I mean, she's, she's definitely done a lot, but it's just, it's hard to relate to people. And that's why I think like turning to people like you and others is so impactful because, you know, again, it doesn't matter where you live and like, yeah, would it be amazing for me and you to go grab coffee or something and like sit down and chat face to face? Absolutely. But I mean, we're in a remote first world anyway. So like the virtual aspect of it, I think is still incredibly important and it does the job, at least in my mind. Yeah. And all the time, you and I will just pick up and just start a LinkedIn DM and just chat about (laughs) different programs or different content and boom, like we're off and running. So yeah, but you know, take everything in with a grain of salt. Um, I've had to do that with my mother as well um, and others as well. I think um, one of the biggest compliments my brother actually over Thanksgiving gave to me recently was, 
you always challenge, like you never just let anybody tell you you couldn't do something. And I never knew he even admired that about me. And that meant the world to me. So just just because it's a certain way now, just because they're telling you no now, don't accept that as forever. You never know what can change. You never know what can happen. Look at what Nick is doing. Look at what Nick has done for himself. Didn't Going back to like what you said, you have to be you have to be your number one advocate because let's be, I actually just recorded a TikTok on this right before this. Um, but I said, you know, listen, like at the end of the day, the companies that you work for, they could get rid of you tomorrow. They don't, they don't care about you. Like they, you know, everyone preaches family and all this stuff, but like ultimately you are your biggest advocate. Like you have to look out for yourself. And that's why I do everything that I do today. Because if Alice decided to, to, to tomorrow to say, Nick, we don't need you anymore. Cool. That's fine. I don't care. I have 30 other opportunities that I can go to if I really wanted to. And again, you have to put yourself into those situations by building those relationships, by having those conversations. And I think that's where everything begins. A hundred percent. And while I am currently at Gong and they have, you know, over a hundred K followers on their own LinkedIn page, and I have nowhere near that on my personal page, the connection, I am a person, I am much more valuable than a company page or a product page, if you will. So just remember that and keep creating and keep putting out there. Yeah, that'll serve you much longer uh, in, the, in, in the short term too. They, trust me, your company takes notice of that. I'm, Alice takes notice of that with Nick. I mean, it is a safety net, um, but it also sets up just a much larger net of possibilities in the future too. Yep, 100% agree. All right. So wrapping up this question, I want to kind of finish with one other question for you. So what's the first thing you would do to find a mentor? Like how should this person who asked this question go about finding a good mentor? I know you mentioned LinkedIn, but like, you know, me and you are both big fans of actionable advice. So like, let's, let's give them a few tips on like, Hey, go do these three things. And at least you're in a better spot than you were yesterday. Yeah, there is no one medium or source that I solely get all my information from. So I listen to a variety of podcasts. Um, I listen to health podcasts, true crime podcasts, reality TV podcasts, business podcasts. And that fills up my mind with a lot of um, creative viewpoints and my own personal point of view. And I think then you can start to figure out in different LinkedIn threads or communities that you're in, like who else thinks similarly to me? And you can start to form that one-on-one relationship when you start vocally also kind of talking about, I think, your own unique point of view. So I think the two part to that for me is just expose yourself to a lot of different things and then take note of what is most resonating with you and then maybe take five minutes to write down why it resonated with you and what your unique viewpoint on why it resonated with you is, and then start putting it out there uh, face-to-face in person, on LinkedIn, and in, in, in uh, comments and threads, in different communities and forums, and start to see, and the world will start to attract around your, it will start to attract you to like-minded individuals. And I think that's when you can start to narrow in on your cabinet of advisors or the mentorship program that you desire. Yeah, completely agree with you. And I think it's, I think, you know, the other piece that I would add too is like, just don't be afraid to ask as well. Like, I think a lot of people are afraid of rejection. Like, if I was to go message you, Karina, and you said no, that would devastate me. However, like, 
there's going to always be people that say no. One, due to time, due to resources, bandwidth, all these other things. There's always going to be no's, but there's going to be way more yeses than there are no's. And like for me, I would say my piece of advice would be just don't be afraid to ask. What's the worst that can happen? Someone says no, you go on with your day and ask the other five or six people you have on your list, you know? They also don't define you. That's what we have to like remember is that while we are seeking to grow, that is such an admirable quality that is not inherent in a lot of people. And so when you get no, a no or a rejection or just get completely ghosted, that does not have anything to do with you at all. And just repeat that mantra to yourself over and over again. Put it on a post-it note in your mirror in your bathroom. Like just the more you can practice, it's just natural. It's going to happen. Rejection is just a part of life. But you got to put yourself out there to get those yeses as well as those no. But remember, even the no's, the rejections, they don't define you. I love that. That was that was so fun. Like I'm like hyped up after that. That was really good. All right. So let's jump into the next anonymous question. So again, to frame this, a couple things to keep in mind with this anonymous source. This person works at a startup MarTech company. So something we can relate to. This person works on a marketing team of 10 to 25 people. Big number. And so the question is... It recently hit me that I don't learn from my boss anymore. I actually know more than her. The marketing is very young and experienced, but I am not. I can probably cruise here for a while, but what would you personally do if you were in my shoes? P.S. I know I can do way more to build my own personal brand, so I'm going to take that on the short term. So, Karina, I'm just this is a loaded question because I've been in this situation before. But what, what do you what do you think? As have I, Nick, and it is. it says a lot about this individual that they don't want to coast, that they aspire for greatness, and they want to be surrounded by people that push them to be their best selves. So if you are choosing to stay at this company, and I imagine most people are making this choice in this economy, what I would advise you is to start to uh, talk to other departments within the company and start to see if there's maybe some projects that you can kind of insert yourself in. Um, in this SaaS community, I think Tiger Team is used like all the time in technology. But there's all these different projects that, especially at a small startup, that you don't have to have that be your like exact line item in your job description to have an impact. So when you're when you're finding that you're stuck with your own boss, you're not getting motivated, you're not feeling like you're doing your best work, search in other departments and other leaders and see if you can have an impact. As marketers, we are inherently creative. We are forced to be analytical. So we are so suited to impact areas like product, like who knows the voice of the customer better than marketers. Imagine the impact you could have on maybe testing out a new experience with the product or offering a product enhancement or how can we get more users to adopt a PLG-led motion or how can we analyze how they use this new feature? I mean, it, it's kind of endless. And what it does is if you really want to stay in marketing, you need to expose yourself to other areas of the business because once you get to that CMO level, that's where they're going to expect you to know how to run a business because you're going to be interfacing with the CEO all the time. So you're going to need to know how finance operates. You're going to need to know how procurement operates. You're going to need to know how product operates, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So if you're choosing to stay, then I would say expose yourself to other leaders and other business units and find a way to join like a, a special project or a tiger team to make impact if you're feeling stuck currently. 
Yeah, it's such great advice because, you know, I, I, working for a MarTech company, like, I feel like I'm, I'm not in the situation right now, but like, I have been before and it's like, yeah, you know, it's it's tough and because it, like, there was so many other things that I want to know, like, where is this person in like their career? Like, are we talking like 20s? Are we talking 30s? Like, because that, I mean, that changes too, like level. Um, but again, anonymous, I get it. I would probably say something similar as well, because you have to understand different aspects of the business, especially in MarTech. Like, I can't tell you how many times I get brought into product roadmap, which I'm not a product person at all. I'm not even a product marketer, but like, I work on messaging. I work on like strategy. I work on like the roadmap. I work on integrations. Like, there's so many things that like I work on because I just insert myself and like whether people like it or not. But I realize that's going to set me up for the future. And also, you know, personally, I don't want to become a CMO, but I realized to be a better, well-rounded marketer, I have to learn a lot of these different pieces that I may have not learned before. And it, it's helped me a ton. And another thing is that like, personally, long-term goal of mine is I want to start to do, you know, maybe ditch the W-2 and go consulting. And you to be able to have knowledge of all these things and like being able to go into a MarTech or a sales tech company and being able to say, oh, by the way, I'm a marketer in trade, but like I know X, Y, Z and I can help you with all those things too. Like it's yeah. your, your value, you become like invaluable to a certain degree. And it's like you, you just, one, you could probably charge whatever you want, but it, you know, it's so interesting about like the, the not wanting to coast because like to be honest, I've been there. Like I want, like at times I want to coast, like I got so much shit going on in my life that like, I just want to like chill out and like not do meetings or anything like that. But then I'm like, is that really going to help me get to, to where I want to be? Like, again, like personally, not from a company perspective, but like, that's why I'm working on all these things. That's why the, this podcast now exists. That's why all these other things exist. And, um, it's, it says a lot about this person that they want to take the initiative. I think it's just, you know, hey, if, you, if your boss isn't the right person, you got you to gotta insert yourself into other areas of the business. Yes. And as much as that may be frightening or you can be fearful of a, putting that putting a strain on your relationship with your direct report, then again, that has no reflection on you. That's every reflection on them. The business will value that. Um, the fact that you become indispensable because you have such a drive and innate desire to want to do more, to want to do better work. I mean, that does, to Nick's point, make you indispensable, not just now, but in the future. Um, I personally relate to this too so much because I give 110% to everything I do and it's exhausting. Um, I would love to kind of do the coasting thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think that... Um, if you want to remain unanonymous, feel free to reach out to myself or Nick one-on-one, -on -one, and we would love to dive into this with you further because I think we could definitely um, uh, help you out even further. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to kind of, you know, wrap this whole thing up with like a big takeaway for the audience. The good thing is everyone that listened to Rep Your Brand will now be automatically subscribed to this, so they will be listening to this show when it drops on December, I think it's December 14th. Uh, they can edit this out if that's not the actual case. But what should other marketers keep in mind with career growth? Like, what are, I don't know, we can say, what are a couple things that Karina keeps in mind? And, and I'll just, I'll go after you. Yeah, I think I kind of um, 
you know, I think one of the things that I hate the most about career growth when it comes to how it's structured today in organizations is this idea that what was set up a long time ago about what a linear career growth is supposed to look like for a marketer, right? Like from individual marketer, contributor to director, to VP, to CMO. We can completely shake that up. It doesn't have to be that path um, in order for you to excel and advance in title and uh, financially. Um, and so I'm always trying to just keep that in the back of my mind. Um, you know, I'm amazed by people that go out and just write their own books and create their own LinkedIn. What is it, Nick, that they that you did? You created your own course, your oh, own LinkedIn yeah. course. Yeah. There's people that do that I'm even considering doing my own Patreon. Like, I mean, there's so many ways you can think about your job that you're representing your title with for now is it's like, again, like the world is limitless when it comes to if you think of yourself as a true content marketer or true creator of content. Like it's just it's limitless. And um, the more you uh, explore and test and can kind of hone in on like, hey, this is what's really resonating. This is what's really working. That's when you found like the the, the honeypot of, okay, now I can really lean into this area. Um, and you can choose to stick with an organization. You can choose to do it on your own. You can choose to do both at the same time. That's nobody's freaking business, quite honestly. I just keep that. I keep what is possible as, as limitless as I can in my mind. And I find that when I do that, things do start to come and things do start to attract me in the universe. So keep an open mind don't feel forced into a box when it comes to what is career growth for you and who you don't need to know what that looks like in three years. I barely know what I'm going to do like a year from now. Like, come on. <laughs> Things are changing like crazy. Like, I, I, I hate that we force people into these boxes and it, it's not for the individual. It's purposely for the company. And so you've really got to step away and own your own life. And that's got, that goes beyond just your career. Like you've just got to own your own life and don't let any societal structure intimidate you into thinking that you have to do things a certain way. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if I can even like follow up with anything <laughs> like good beyond that. But like, again, you have to look out for yourself. Like everything that I'm doing, like whether it's through monetizing different aspects of like my personal life through you know, courses or brand deals or whatever, like, it's it's all about the future. Like, ultimately, like, I mean, ideally, like, I don't want to work like down the road, like, I would love to retire early, like, if I can, like, have all these revenue streams and like, just do my own thing, be my own boss, like, that's, that's the ideal situation for me. But right now, in, in the, I feel like I'm in a, I don't want to say like, a, maybe a unique situation where like, the role that I want is truly around evangelism, like, I want to do a role that isn't readily available by most companies. And I think doing all of these things that I've been able to do then allows me to have those conversations with companies that would say, hey, would you ever be open to, to bringing on this type of role? And you know, it was interesting. I was actually talking, um, I was just having a call with Ethan Butte earlier this week. And I was asking him, I said, hey, do you think that you could ever sell evangelism as a service to B2B companies. And we had a really great conversation around it. Ideally, like, oh man, I would love to do that. Like, 
it's like kind of like like a long-term goal that like who knows that long-term could actually become short-term uh quicker but who knows um but it's it's such an interesting concept to think but ultimately you're in charge of your own career whether that means for a company whether that means for yourself and i mean as we continue to grow older i mean you you can't take any day for granted especially with this world like who knows i might get hit by a bus tomorrow that would suck i'm trying to live every day to the fullest and like don't really care like what's going on beyond that because ultimately i can only control what i can control and i can control myself and that's all that matters that is all that matters you are all that matters truly amazing all right so this was fantastic so karina thank you so much for joining the show it was i i mean i feel like we could have talked about this forever i will make sure to to link to everything to karina to myself uh if you want to submit questions big shout out to motion for producing this show for me And again, if you want to submit anonymous questions, please do by visiting motionagency.io slash anonymous. Karina, thank you again. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Nick. Thanks for checking out this episode of The Anonymous Marketer. For more episodes, check us out wherever you get your favorite podcasts or visit us on the web at motionagency.io slash anonymous. And finally, this show is produced by Motion, a done-for-you podcast agency for small, scrappy B2B tech marketers. To learn how you can launch and grow a podcast for your company, visit motionagency.io.